0: at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is a five-part series showcasing the testimony of Glenn Yoder. This is part five of five.
1: When I was two years old, I contacted the dreaded disease of polio. That was in 1952. You see, in 1955, the vaccine came off. So I was born three years too soon, amen. No I wasn't. God was in control. But at that time, polio was a household word, but it was a hushed word. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Oh, but there was another victim here, another it seemed like it just one out of a family. I happened to be the one out of our family. And as when, when they, In fact, it was epidemic levels back in those days in 1952, they took me to St. Joseph Hospital in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and the hospital rooms were so full, they didn't have a room to put me in, so they had to put me in the hallway, in the aisle, until somebody died or somebody went home that there was room, and I stayed there for a long time. I was paralyzed nearly all over, but I got some of my strength back, exactly what God wanted me to have to go through my life. But growing up was a struggle for me because I had so many unanswered questions. I went to the Amish school. And in fact, my dad was a teacher for a couple of years and there was others that taught and took turns. And the best teacher I had, I'm happy to tell you, was my dad. He was good. He was a wonderful teacher. And uh, he he failed me when I was in the third grade, but he didn't call that. He said, son, you just need a second chance, okay? (laughs) And so...
2: (laughs) And that made
1: school so much more interesting. And by the way, some of you, your school that you send your kids, they can't fail them until they're, what is it, eighth grade or way up. They can't, it's against the rules, it's against the school. So regardless of how poor they are, they'll push them on. You'd be smart if you see they're not making it to hold them back yourself. But I had some struggles in trying to figure out why I was different than anybody else. All the other little boys could run and play and I would just hobble along. You see I wanted to be a part of everything but because of my limitations I just couldn't be. I tried as much as I could and when they said how many want to go out play ball I was one of the first to volunteer. I wanted to be a part of it but when I got out when they chose sides it kind of took the wind out of the sails if you're always the last one chosen. And sometimes they even bargained with each other as to who would take you know, if you take him, you can go up first to bat. By that time, I said I wasn't feeling too well. I just went to the sidelines and watched the game. But I was pretty bitter in my heart, wondering what it's all about. And as a teenager, I knew that I did not want to go through life single. But as a polio victim, I didn't hold out very great chance for me to get a beautiful girl for a wife. You see, in the Amish culture, great emphasis is put on physical strength because that's what it takes to make a living. Well guess what, I just didn't have it. I can't raise my hand above my head about like this. And I walk with a limp and I wondered what would become of me. I doubted that a pretty girl would ever have me. Can you imagine my surprise? Can you imagine my exhilaration? Can you imagine my joy, exuberance? I wish there were some more words I could think of. When Ida said yes to me, huh? You say you're surprised she did it. Well, I was too. When we started going together, I'll guarantee you, the sun shone brighter, the sky was bluer, the grass grew greener, even the food tasted better. Amen. And I'll be quite frank with you, I'm still not over it. I still marvel. Sometimes I tell, I look right in the face and say, honey, I'm so glad you married me. If you wouldn't, if I would still be at home. Now, I thank God I grew up in a a happy home. I had a good childhood. I just had to figure some things out that took a while. but my wife added so much to my life, I had to, I had to say that. You see, the Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Amen. It's talking about a godly woman there. It's talking about the Proverbs 31 woman. And I would like to tell you that's the perfect description of my wife, amen. amen. But the other side of the coin, you know, there is another side to that coin. I would like to just talk to you fellas for a little while. Did you know the Bible law? You're familiar with this scripture. You probably quoted it to your wife. That's probably one of the two scriptures you know by heart. A virtuous woman. Her price is far above rubies. Who can find her? a virtuous, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? That's good. The next verse says that the, uh, the, the heart of her husband shall always safely trust in her. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. You say, amen. I wish I'd have me that kind of... That kind of that kind of woman. Well, the other side of the coin is this. Also in Proverbs, for the Bible says, Most men will every one proclaim his own goodness. Let me put down that down in your language. Most men brag a great deal about themselves. And then the rest of the verse says, But who can find a faithful man? That's the question. Well, let me tell you something, ladies. There's still some there's still some faithful guys around. And if you want a husband that's faithful to you, you find a boy that is faithful to the things of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If you find a fellow who's faithful to the things of God, then you can trust him being faithful to you. If he's not faithful to God, if he transgresses to God, and by the way, when somebody tells you a lie and you know it's a lie and they're lying for, to cover something up, you mark it down. Sometimes they're gonna lie about you to somebody God, else.
2: God, right.
1: And I'm saying this matter of faithfulness. Well, I don't care if he doesn't go to church as long as he's good to the family. Well, you better care.
2: Yeah, that's right,
1: Most men will proclaim their own goodness, every one of them. But if faithful men who can find a faithful man to God, that's the first responsibility.
2: Amen.
1: Let us hear the conclusion of this matter, says the wise preacher, Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. It doesn't say anything about being faithful to your wife, but I guarantee it's in there. Amen. Amen. My handicap put a lot of limitations on me and prevented me from being a part of some of the things I would have loved to be a part of, from doing some of the things I would have loved to doing, prevented me from being chosen by my peers to be on their team. I dealt with rejection. Rejection can have a good effect; if it makes you turn to the Word of God.
2: Amen.
1: You see, man can never turn a curse into a blessing, but man sure is good at turning blessings into curses. But God can turn the curse into a blessing. Numbers read the story of how Balaam. Story of Balaam, and you see how God, the Bible says, He turned the curse into a blessing. I would like to testify to you tonight that one day I was reading my Bible and I found a most precious scripture in uh, John chapter 15. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I said, and he said, And ordained you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Now Amen. that's what he has chosen us for. I mean, God has chosen us. Amen. Bless God, he's chosen me to be on his team and has guaranteed me to be a winner. That's Amen. more than my yes. parents could have done in school.
2: Yes.
1: He said that I've ordained you to bear fruit and that it would last.
2: Amen.
1: I'm amazed at the excuses I find among people for not serving God. Well, preacher, if I could sing better, I'd sure, I sure love to do. If I could, you know, if I could talk better, I'd love to talk to people about the Lord. Boy, I can hear him spin yarns all over the place after the service, you know. But when it comes to spreading the gospel, he just kind of clamp up. I'm asking tonight, what's your excuse? Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest for your soul. That means you've been trying to do it yourself. It doesn't work. Go into the yoke with Christ because then he will pull the load. Amen. Amen. The yoke of Christ is made for two you're invited to be a part of that boy hallelujah glory to God I got excited when I found it. I thought way to go I'm a part of a team here I can be I might be at I might be at a little place I might serve in an obscure place that nobody knows about it if I'm serving the king if I'm on his team if I'm doing what he has told me to do bless God that's all the confirmation I need because God says God says every man shall be rewarded according to his own labor. Yes. First Corinthians chapter 3. Don't make excuses for not serving God. Don't make excuses for not having a witness. I, mean, I wonder how many of you could jump up right this moment if I would call on your name and to give your testimony of your salvation. Or would it just be, oh, I got saved, I think, when I was... Hmm. Maybe it was 12 years old, and that's the end of the testimony. Ah, uh, but listen, you get excited about what God did, and God can save 12-year-olds. God can save 6-year-olds, but Amen. I tell you what, uh, you, need to you need to look at what God did for you and get excited and get on fire. I mean, that's Jeremiah, I, somebody, asked, somebody asked the preacher one time, Preacher, have you ever been tempted to quit? And he said, Yes, I'm tempted every Monday morning, but I'm preaching on. Amen. Jeremiah tried to quit, but he said there was a fire in his bones that wouldn't let him quit, and he had to go back to preaching again. Amen. Praise God! You see, too much of the time we're looking for human rewards rather than Godly rewards. Now, just a few more things, and I'm through. I want to reflect. As I reflect on my life, I think of several scriptures. Romans 8:28, For I know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. I know that I'm called according to His purpose. And that means whatever happens in my life, that means whatever happened even back in days yonder, even when I was two years old and with polio, that God was still in control. And I believe with all my heart if those events wouldn't have happened as they did, I wouldn't be here tonight. And so I thank God for it. Thank God for being a cripple. Amen. It's my mark of identification. God knows me real easy because I walk different than the rest of them do. You see, he doesn't love me because I deserve it. He loves me because of who I am in Jesus Christ. That goes for every believer. Every believer. Hallelujah. Reflecting on my life, I like to think of Psalms how many of you know this one where it says Psalm 118 verse 20, uh, verse 24 where it says where it says, this is the day the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it I mean you all know that but how many of you know the verse before of it he says this is the Lord's doing it is marvelous in our eyes I like to look back at my life and marvel at the grace of God yes. that God has brought me to this place where yes. he has brought me I look at my family and I thank God for his marvelous grace that has worked in my family Amen. oh yes God gets all the credit. Surely, God's people, folks, I'm telling you, I'm pleading with you tonight. Surely, God's people ought to be the happiest people in the world. Somebody say amen. And they are, if they're right with God. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. That means when he's up, he'll be praising God. That means when he's down, he's praising God. You see, when we're down, we really need to praise God, just knowing that God is still controlled. You know, that's when we would deserve to be deserted, amen, but God doesn't praise God for that. Amen. The Bible says, He has has brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon the rocks, and what? Established my goings. And the next verse says, He has also put a new song in my heart, and here's the good thing. Many shall see it, and shall fear the Lord. Now, what do people see when they look at your life? Hmm? Do they see somebody who's defeated? You see, when you are up and out and praising God and living a victorious life, people will look at your life and say, I want to have what they have. Their God is real to them. But too many of us live just like the world, totally defeated. We think like the world, we worry like the world, we fret like the world, and we rejoice at the same things that they rejoice about. That's not a mark of a Christian. Let me just close with what I think is some beautiful invitations from in the word of God. I'm so glad that God invites us to come to him. He says this, Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door, I will come into him and with him and he with me. You know what you have to Just open the door. Oh, but I don't know if I I don't know if I understand it enough. Just open the door. Yeah,
2: that's
1: right. Well I don't know, you know, I, I may not have a proper comprehension. Maybe I didn't I haven't been told everything I need to know. Shut up and open the door. Yeah. Amen. Open the door. And he promised now the only way that you that he won't come in. The only way for that to happen would be if he doesn't keep his word. So are you doubting the word of God? Are you not believing the Word of God? He said if you open the door, He will come into your life. Is that simple. I'm glad it's that good. Isaiah 55. He said, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come, buy, and eat. Yeah, without
2: price, without money. Right. How
1: could it get any better? You know, if salvation would cost a nickel, there's some people in the world who couldn't afford it. Right. But it's free. Only to us. A great price was paid for it, and Jesus Christ paid for that redemption. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mattministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.